0: This is the Lion's Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. It's not for the faint-hearted, but the chosen few who've embraced the call to leadership, dare to venture where others will not, and believe in God's supernatural power. Join Carl Joseph now for a life-changing word. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny.
1: Let's continue our study of the nine spiritual gifts, and today we will discuss the gift of the discerning of spirits. Let's read our key passage once more. First Corinthians 12:7 through 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom; to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit; to another faith by the same Spirit; to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit; to another the working of miracles; to another prophecy; to another discerning of spirits; to another divers kinds of tongues; to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will friend we're on the topic today of the revelation gifts other revelation gifts would be the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. I've discussed these gifts in previous broadcasts. The most important of the revelation gifts is the word of wisdom, as I've mentioned, because it reveals the future plans and purposes of God. Next would be the word of knowledge, because it reveals the present or past will of God. And finally, today's topic, the gift of the discerning of spirits. Now, to be clear from the outset, nowhere in the Bible does it mention a gift of discernment. Discernment, by definition, is the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend that which is obscure. This may be a skill that you've learned in this lifetime, but it's not the biblical gift of the discerning of spirits. Heck, you might even be good at discerning or predicting the behavior of your friends, family, or colleagues based on diligent observations you've made over the course of time. But friend, this is not the gift of discerning of spirits. If you hear someone say that they have a biblical gift of discernment, no, this is not a scriptural gift, although they may feel very discerning. Now, the gift of discerning of spirits, by definition, is supernatural insight into the spiritual world. There are TV shows today on the sci-fi channel and the Discovery channel, etc. that deliberately go ghost hunting for the sake of entertainment. But little do they realize these apparitions are real because they are nefarious spirit beings pretending to be the lost souls of people trapped between heaven and hell. In reality, these are demonic entities that seek to deceive men and it's the gift of the discerning of spirits that equips us by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to realize the true source of these spiritual worlds workings. Remember what the Apostle John said in 1 John 4:1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Friend, we as believers in Christ have been granted supernatural insight and understanding into the spirit realm that the world does not have. I also believe this gift of the discerning of spirits can highlight whether or not an evil spirit is involved in the sickness or disease of a person. And some people have even seen these spirits hover over people in the spirit realm. If the source of the malady is in fact spiritual, this will be identified as part of this gift. Jesus operated in this gift when he encountered a deaf and dumb spirit in Luke 11:14. 14. Don't forget the scope of the gift's operation includes man's spirit and the angelic realm, not just evil spirits. The common misconception is it helps in discerning the demonic realm only, but this is only one-third of its potential focal range. The discerning of spirits enables us to avoid being deceived by an evil spirit in operation. The Holy Spirit can alert us to a working of the enemy within a person's life so we can become aware of the ways in which we can pray to offset this strategy. In fact, some people think it's their special gift to be able to discern the faults of other people, and they go around sharing their so-called discernment. No, friend, the world offers this level of discernment too, and it's not a gift, but merely the manifestation of a judgmental spirit. To discern means to perceive by seeing or hearing. Therefore, the discerning of spirits is the same as seeing or hearing in the spirit realm. These revelation gifts cover everything that can be revealed to us spiritually. I like the way that Brother Kenneth E. Hagen put it when he said, Everything within the realm of knowledge, whether facts, events, purposes, motives, origins, or destinies, human, divine, or satanic, natural or supernatural, or past, present, or future, comes from within the focal range of one or the other of these three revelation gifts the discerning of spirits actually has a more limited range of operation than the two other revelation gifts, being the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. That's because its revelation is limited to a single class of objects, in other words, spirits. In contrast, the revelation offered by the words of wisdom and knowledge brings a broader range and applies to people, places, and things. The gift of the discerning of spirits also reveals the kind of spirit or power that's in operation behind a spiritual manifestation. Once again, this revelation involves discernment of the spirit realm, whether the origin is divine, satanic, or human. In a nutshell, when anyone sees or hears into the spirit realm, they're effectively operating in this gift. And there are, of course, many examples within the Bible of men and women seeing into the spirit realm, whether it be by dream or vision. In Exodus 33 verses 20 through 23, for example, Moses saw the simultitude of God and the Lord only allowed him to see his back because as the scripture reveals that if a man saw God face to face, he would surely die. In another instance, Isaiah saw the simultitude of God in Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. Let's read this passage together. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Often in the Word of God, men and women saw the same multitude of God in a vision because if they saw Him face to face, they wouldn't survive. Now if we see Jesus today, however, as several people have attested to in this nation, this would be through the gift of the discerning of spirits. In other words, by seeing and hearing into the spirit realm. If you recall, the Apostle John saw the Holy Spirit as seven spirits before the throne of God in Revelation 4:5. That simply meant that in the spirit realm, John saw these seven aspects of the spirit of God. Within this gift, people have seen cherubim, seraphim, and a whole host of angels, including satanic and demonic forces. This gift also reveals the power or ruling authority behind the supernatural manifestations displayed in the natural realm we must remember that all supernatural manifestations in this earth are not from God. In fact, a strong argument could be made that the majority of them are not because, as we discussed, Satan is the prince, ruler, and God of this world. Little g, I might add. This is his realm, and we need this gift in operation to rightly discern the origin of supernatural manifestations today. One example of this is the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. And it says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation." And this she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Friend, did you notice that Paul never dealt directly with the woman? The gift of the discerning of spirits revealed to Paul this woman had an evil spirit operating through her. He spoke to the spirit and commanded it to come out in Jesus' name because all spirits must submit to the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. After that, the maiden could no longer tell fortunes and her masters were not very happy because they lost their source of income. Right after that, Paul and Silas were beaten severely, whipped and thrown into prison. Friend, we really need wisdom when it comes to spiritual matters. Clearly, there are consequences for openly confronting satanic forces in a public setting, as they were for Paul and Silas. So we really need to be listening to the Spirit of God. Friend, I want to clarify something right here. When I'm talking about this gift, I'm not talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. We know from Scripture that if we're a child of God, then we are led by God's Spirit in our day-to-day lives. Romans 8.14 makes it clear. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit is our inner guide. He's our umpire, our strengthener, advocate, standby and comforter. We have a right to be led by God and the right to hear God's still small voice without this special gift of the discerning of spirits in operation. Another aspect that needs to be clarified is that the word of knowledge can also be in operation in the form of deliverance. For example, if someone who confesses to you that they're an alcoholic, the word of knowledge may let you know they have a spirit of addiction. But this is not the gift of the discerning of spirits, because by definition, you would have to either see or hear that spirit instead of merely coming to the knowledge of its presence. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who's addicted to alcohol or anything else has a spirit of addiction no friend, but they could in some cases. Once again, we wonder how so few addicts are delivered or escape the clutches of their addiction. Why is this? Perhaps it's because we haven't acknowledged the spiritual condition of those Satan has held in bondage. Now to expound further, for every true gift from God, Satan has his counterfeits. You've never seen a counterfeit $3 bill, because no one would dare counterfeit something that hasn't been produced. In the same way, we have counterfeits of the true spiritual gifts. In other words, there's false tongues, false words of wisdom false words of knowledge, etc. Each authentic spiritual gift, unfortunately and assuredly, has a satanic counterpart, and God's Holy Spirit will reveal these to you if you're paying attention. In the case of the word of knowledge, for example, a familiar spirit would be the false counterfeit. It's well known in the circles of witchcraft that something may become known by a witch about a person's life, but not by the Spirit of God, but by a familiar spirit that's intimately familiar with that person in his life. In other words, this familiar spirit may have spent decades monitoring this person under his watchful eye and is able to relay that information to the witch, The information revealed by these witches is very impressive and is sometimes accurate, albeit obtained by nefarious means. In fact, there are many people on TV today, on daytime television, who even operate through the channeling of familiar spirits. This is ridiculous. One of the biggest deceptions or hooks they offer is talking to the relatives of dead people. Once again, this is a familiar spirit, relaying information to the witch, having observed the person's life. It is not a true word of God, by God's spirit. Their purpose is to beguile and seduce men, to part with their money and send them into perdition. Beware, my friend, turn from this nonsense as soon as you see it on television and anywhere else for that matter. Remember what Jesus said, either you're for me or against me. There is no neutral ground in the realm of the spirit, friend. If these people are not submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ and operate in abominable acts of witchcraft, wizardry, sorcery, necromancy, and heaven knows what else, it's explicitly forbidden in scripture and there will be consequences. Friend, these dark arts are making a comeback in these last days. This is once again the work of familiar spirits and a counterfeit of the true gifts. And I'll tell you something else that's making a comeback, and that's real magic. I'm not talking about sleight of hand. I'm not talking about pulling rabbits out of hats. I'm talking about real magic with levitation and other practices that are also abominable. Stay tuned, friend, because I will have a separate broadcast addressing this deceptive topic in the coming days.
0: You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who has witnessed God's miraculous power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl covers topics such as geopolitics, current affairs, cults, societal trends, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.